About six months ago, I got one of those ideas that wouldn't go away. Instead, it continued to grow. The idea was to share what we've learned about camping off-grid in a micro-trailer. After one year of ditching the tent and camping in the trailer, we knew we had a new obsession. Camping has been completely changed for the better. And my husband and I have a new habit of always trying to improve both our trailer and our camping routines. We got to the point where we felt like we had information worth sharing with other families interested in doing the same thing, camping off-grid in a micro-trailer, and making lasting family memories. We wanted to both share the knowledge and preserve the memories, and we decided YouTube was the best place to do that. Six months ago, we created our YouTube channel, and we have been posting content every single week. We thought we'd go over what we've done with the channel, what we've learned, and how much money we've made from it, just to give you an idea if having a YouTube channel would make sense for you. And now it's time for some more DIY SEO tips with Jennifer Regina. The first step was creating a plan for our YouTube channel. We knew from the beginning that we needed to have a clear plan for our channel and not create content at random. We first decided which types of videos we would be creating. We came up with three different categories. First, we would create videos of our camping trips. These videos would have no voiceover, but instead show what a trip could look like if you decide to visit that campground. These videos are meant both as family keepsakes and to give a clear idea of what that particular campsite and campground look like. For details about the location and to add extra value, it was decided that each of those videos would also have a corresponding campground review blog article that discusses the good and the bad. So that information is kept out of the videos and instead you just get an idea of the experience. But if you really wanna dig into the nitty gritty detail of the particular campsite and that campground, we'd still have that in a blog article that the viewers can read. Next, we would create educational content. These videos would all have one specific theme and would include footage of one of us speaking. We'd mix in video footage of camp trips to help illustrate our point, but the goal of these videos is to help people with either the trailer, camping off grid, or camping with a family. And then finally, we would create content showing our camping recipes. Specifically, we would focus on cooking on the Blackstone while camping. Our trailer came with a Blackstone, and we would never camp without a Blackstone now. So it felt like content that was important to include. It was also content that we were having issues finding on our own on YouTube, so we thought it would be good to create it. In addition to the YouTube channel, we knew we also wanted to start a blog. Each video would have a corresponding blog article. The plan was to create the blog off of a modified version of the video transcript. Using the transcript would save us time, but we knew it would need to be reviewed and altered slightly to make sense for a blog post. And lastly, to grow our blog, we plan to leverage the ClearPath Online DIY SEO tool and follow the SEO tasks provided there to grow website traffic and help gain an audience. 
Okay, now let's talk a little bit about how we've been leveraging affiliate marketing. We knew that many of our videos would highlight particular products. So we decided early on that it would make sense to do some affiliate marketing. And affiliate marketing is when you partner with retailers and receive a personalized way to link to products. So the experience is the same for the user, but the retailer can identify the referrer and give a small fee for the referral without increasing the price to the user. Affiliate marketing made sense because it was a win-win. Highlighting products without linking to the exact item is a pain. Adding the exact link is a benefit and convenience for the viewer. And if we generate sales, it makes sense that we would earn a small commission if it comes at no extra cost to our viewer. Even though we do have many affiliate marketing links, our number one goal is to help the viewer. So there are still times that we add a link to a product, even though we don't get any monetary value from the link. Providing accurate information in a convenient format is more important than earning a small affiliate referral fee. And we only ever recommend products that we've used and tested. It's not worth getting an affiliate commission for a product that we haven't tested. It's more important to be a trustworthy source. And since I'm sure you're curious, I'll talk a little bit about how much we've earned from six months of affiliate marketing. So we signed up for two different affiliate accounts. We're using Amazon and Battleborn. So far, we've only made money from Amazon, but that makes sense. Battleborn is where we purchase the equipment for our solar upgrade, and that's a project that takes months of research before you're ready to commit. So I expect that to be a longer funnel. To be honest, I added Amazon affiliate links just because I thought it made sense. It seemed like a good idea since I was already recommending the products and I didn't have any expectations. So I was thrilled when we started making anything. The first two months, we made nothing. The third month, we made just slightly under $20. The fourth month, we made over $40. And then the fifth month, we made $110. The six month hasn't been calculated by Amazon yet. So far, I've been happy with the income from affiliate marketing. I don't expect this to be a steady stream of income, but anything we get is a welcome bonus. And then as far as monetizing on YouTube, we are hoping to be able to monetize on YouTube so we can get a cut of the ads that already play on our videos but YouTube has some metrics that we need to meet before we can monetize the channel. So we need 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. Right now, we're at 143 subscribers and 1,654 watch hours. So we have a long way to go with subscribers, but I'm very happy with our watch hours. I thought that would be the more difficult metric to reach. Although we already have six months in and we're not even halfway on either of those metrics, I'm still hoping that we'll reach these goals within one year of posting weekly content. So that gives us six more months. They are picking up some momentum, so I don't anticipate the next six months to go at the same speed as the first. 
I expect us to keep growing. As long as we keep posting weekly content, our numbers should continue to climb. Since there is more content available to be consumed, there are more opportunities to gain watch hours and subscribers. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about our website. So having a blog and a web presence was an important piece for us. We use the videos as our primary content and create the text based on the video transcript. This makes the project much easier to tackle and we can focus on creating high quality videos. We started with a completely new website. We didn't own the domain before. We started at ground zero with absolutely no visitors. After six months, we now have over 300 monthly visitors and it's growing each month. About 80% of the traffic comes from Google search results and the rest comes from social accounts, including YouTube and direct traffic. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about the costs that are involved with our YouTube channel. So far, the costs involved have been very minimal. We intentionally tried to start with what we have and not invest a bunch of money from the very beginning. We wanted to see if this was something that we were interested in continuing with and get a better idea of the gear we needed before we started spending money. So for the camera cost, of course, one of the most important parts of creating a YouTube channel is having a camera. All we've used so far is the camera built into our phones. Now this is good and bad. When we started, my phone was actually broken. It had died for no apparent reason, and a new version of the phone was about to be released. Instead of buying the current, about to be outdated version, I decided to wait. In the meantime, I borrowed a phone. While it was a nice phone and I was grateful to have it, the camera was not as nice as my old phone. And there was a moment where I told myself I couldn't start the channel until I got my new phone. I luckily have a husband who reminded me that was a bad mindset and I shouldn't let something like that stop me. So I didn't. I now have a nicer phone, but the quality is still far from perfect. What I've learned though is having my phone available for recording is a big reason why I'm able to make these videos. It's convenient and I always have it. If I upgrade to a standalone camera, the quality will likely improve, but the content will likely decline. Anything other than my phone wouldn't constantly be with me, so it would be more difficult to capture all of the content that I'd like to include. So my camera cost has been nothing because I use whatever phone I own as my primary camera. It is possible that this would change in the future, or we may add a camera such as a GoPro for extra footage. But right now, this seems to be a benefit so that it's easy to capture the content that's important to me. Next, let's talk about hosting cost. So another possible cost is hosting. YouTube is free and doesn't cost anything to host videos. But if you start a blog as well, there is a hosting cost involved. We already have a host that we pay for monthly, so this was not an added cost to us. But if you need a host, 
you can use a host such as Bluehost and they have plans that are as low as $5 per month. So it is a cost, but it doesn't have to be a large cost. Next, let's talk about the cost of transcripts. So transcripts are very helpful both to add captions to the YouTube videos and to use as content for blog articles. For the majority of the transcripts, I've just listened to the video and typed them all out myself. This route is completely free, but very time consuming. Depending on the video, it would sometimes take me three hours to complete a transcript. I started realizing that this is a really bad use of my time. For my more recent videos, I used rev.com, that's R-E-V.com. They have an option to have transcripts computer generated instead of having the work done by an actual person. This route is extremely cheap. It's only 25 cents per minute. I gave this a try, and while it wasn't perfect, it saved me several hours for each video. It was far easier to just go through and review these transcripts and make the few little tweaks that it needed instead of doing the whole thing myself. I had four videos transcribed for under $10 using Rev. I plan to continue using their service going forward. It was money well spent for all the time that I saved. Next, let's talk about the editing cost. So since I edit the videos myself, there isn't a cost for an editor. I happen to already own the software that I use for editing as well. So that was another cost that I was able to save. The software that I use is called Camtasia and the software costs $300 but it is a one-time fee. There is no subscription, it's just the one-time cost. Where I did need to spend money for editing was buying music. Camtasia did come with some music that works well for background tracks, but once I used all of those tracks, I didn't want to repeat the same songs. I wanted a larger library. I only use music for our campground videos, but if they all had the same songs, it would be very boring. So I started using Artlist for background music. It's only $16 a month, and I will link out to all of these different tools in the show notes. So if you're interested, just click on the show notes, view the full article, and you can get all of the links right there. So Artlist makes the process of finding music super simple. There are several search options that you can use to filter results, including the mood of the song and if there are vocals or just instrumental. It makes the editing process much faster when finding the right song isn't a huge challenge. Okay, so now I kind of went over what we've been doing for the last six months on our YouTube plan, but what are our future plans for our YouTube channel? We're six months into our YouTube channel and we are having a ton of fun with it. We definitely plan to continue creating content and growing our channel. Our primary goal for the channel is to be able to monetize it through YouTube. We also plan to grow it to the point where we can open up an Amazon store, which provides higher commission rates than the standard Amazon affiliate program. And if the channel continues to grow, we'll use any profit that it generates to upgrade our equipment. Eventually, we would like to get a GoPro and start focusing on high quality video and audio. 
So in summary, that's where we are after six months of weekly YouTube content. The videos are getting easier and faster to edit. We're having a ton of fun and we're even starting to make some money. If you're interested in checking out our videos, you could find them at roginaroaming.com. That's R-O-G-I-N-A-R-O-A-M-I-N-G.com. And if you're curious to see how this journey unfolds, we do plan to do a follow-up to this episode in another six months. At that point, we will have an entire year of weekly YouTube content. My hope is that I'll be able to tell you that we have monetized with YouTube. But either way, I'll provide you with an update on our progress and let you know how things are going. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this, please subscribe. This episode was brought to you by ClearPath Online, a DIY SEO tool for your website.